You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. And you are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom. To go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ. To be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You were not made to make excuses. time for you to take extreme ownership for your life, for all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Seeky Excellence Podcast. This is another special episode with one of my favorite human beings, Noble Gibbons. Noble, how we doing? Hey, 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 is the Pope Catholic, bro? <laughs> Last time I checked. <laughs> bro. At least mostly. Hey, I'm in Fuego, man. I'm in, that's on fire for those who don't habla, bro. I'm doing amazing, dude. That is great to hear, man. This is awesome. It's great to have you back. You know, I have I have kind of a running list of people I want to podcast with at least annually. And so I'm really glad that we got to sneak this one in at the end of 2021 since we recorded together last year, too. Yes, that's right. Dude, I'm stoked, bro. I'm stoked. Not like Colorado stoked, but I'm stoked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do know what you're saying for sure. Yeah, we do not have a shortage of dispensaries in uh, Glendale, Colorado. Hey, uh, hey, hey, gas and grass, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you are wild. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. So, Noble, you are one of our go-to guys. You know, we have our seven pillars of excellence. And in that emotional pillar, you know, in the EQ pillar, um, you are my main resource that I point people to. So it's great to have you on here and be able to dive into some of that today. Dude, well, thank you, man. Thanks for having me again. I totally dig what you're what you're doing with Seeking Excellence. I love it. Love your vision. Love your you know all that you're doing, man. I totally appreciate you. Appreciate your friendship. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. As iron sharpens iron, so does big NC sharpen big poppy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's right. That's what it says, right? I don't know what translation that is. Hey, that's the NIV. That's Nobles International Version. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, very good. So, I mean, obviously, we go back five years. We had a lot of interesting experiences together over those five years, that half a decade. Uh, but we're both thriving now on the other side of some very uh, emotional, manipulative behaviors and things like that that we all experienced. Maybe we'll get into some of that later. But now you've been on this journey for this last few years of uh, since you started EQ for Entrepreneurs, which you've now rebranded and the EQ Gangster. And within that, you've got the EQ Mafia and all that stuff. So we'd love just an update on kind of how that all went and, and kind of your, your brief story. I know you did a podcast on it on uh, the rebranding, but just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So <clears throat> start out as EQ for entrepreneurs. I want to start a podcast because I've been emotionally dysfunctional my whole life, emotionally clueless my whole life, emotionally needy, emotionally uh, codependent, toxic positivity, emotionally needy, all these different things, emotional dysfunctions, uh, people pleaser addict. And, and then boom, 
the story goes, right? I yelled at my wife a few times, went to counseling. The counselor's like, dude, let me introduce you to two revolutionary concepts, feelings and emotions. I'm like, did you just cuss me out? I'm about to throat punch you. Like, what are you talking about? The F word, right? Feelings. And so, and so two years of intentional emotional fitness program, all these different areas of my life started to change for the better, tangibly. Not like, let's go swimming in essential oils and, you know, inhaling Skittle farts and stuff and riding on, you know, rainbow unicorns. But like actual transformation, my merit, my faith with God started to change. My marriage started to change. My parenting started to, right all these different areas. So I said, "Hey, babe, I need to start a podcast, share my lessons learned because of, of of this transformation that God's doing in my life." Because I can't be the only emotionally clueless guy out there, right? There's got to be other nobles out there. Started the podcast. Started initially branded EQ for entrepreneurs. And then all of a sudden started working with uh, uh, people that were not necessarily just entrepreneurs because we had started a, a, a course right. teaching emotional intelligence. And so we had you know some employees, some entrepreneurs, some executives, some some military leaders. And so I asked a buddy of mine, a guy named Alika Freitas, who started a company called Fanfare. He's kind of a branding expert. Mm. And I said, Alika, you've been following my journey now for from the jump. What what is unique or different about me in this space? Can you give me some feedback with branding and stuff? Because not everyone that we work with are entrepreneurs. And he said, no, well, he asked me one question, man, and it kind of unlocked everything. He's like, how many big, bald, bearded, tattooed former Army Rangers are teaching emotional intelligence? And I said, probably not too many. He said, <laughs> he said dude, you're the gangster EQ. You're the EQ gangster. And that was it, man. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. It would be Alika. Right? <laughs> that's right. That Big Alika. Yep. Right? And so from that, people, you know, our course, we've never really been super intentional or good at marketing. We just have not put a bunch of time into marketing. It's all been into kind of content creation and, you know, in true entrepreneurship fashion, right? We, Our record, my wife and I's record, kind of how we roll as entrepreneurs is we jump first and then build the plane on the way down. Right after we jump, like, oh, yeah. well, how, how do you build a wing? And, oh, we better hurry and figure this out, right? So, <laughs> right. so we've, we've, we've done all the back-end work and all the content stuff, but the marketing piece has always, we've always kind of been struggle bus. And so our, our course never really took off. But we've had probably 20 people go through the course, and 100% of them has communicated that they've had major life transformation. Wow. So, like, we know the content works and is valuable we've just never promoted it with you know attending big audience or whatever so then what we did was just to streamline it because again we're kind of solopreneurs it's just me and my wife we decided to absorb the course into a membership so now i've got the podcast right eq gangster and our website eqgangster.com and the youtube channel and our social media stuff and then we also have i do I do corporate coaching, so I've got a couple. I've got a three hundred million dollar company where I coach their top nine executives, the C level folks, and the and the CEO. And then I've got a four billion dollar company that I'm coaching some of their top leaders with, and then another ten million dollar company, uh, smaller company. I'm working with some of their staff, and so a, a corporate coaching wow. business, and then our membership. And our membership has got 100 hours of, of video content, video lessons. It's got workbooks right. in there. And then it's also, we do we go live twice a month to do a Zoom group training coaching session. And one of those two live Zooms a month, we bring in a SME, an outside expert who's an expert on 
you know, emotional health, emotional intelligence, boundaries, triggers, being alone, how to deal with emotions, how to deal with the relationships, parenting, emotionally intelligent parent, right? Whatever the topics are, we bring in SMEs once a month to really add value. So anyway, that's that's kind of what what uh, what we're up to now. And then speaking, we do speaking engagements. We've got there's a, the, a Christian camp that I'm working with their staff. Awesome. They asked us to come in and do a marriage kind of marriage, uh, a couple marriage sessions, marriage retreat in there. So we're you know we're we're talking about that as well. So a lot of different things. That's great. I love the I love that story too of just kind of how you started and just kind of seeing the hole and in, in the gap. You know, I feel like I'm I'm planning to release this in in a group of. Uh, of guest interviews that I have coming out in 2022. So this would be probably like January, February timeframe that people are hearing this. Um, but I just, I feel like it's been a thing lately that I've been talking to people who have started either ministries or missions or companies or, you know, movements And the, the story that I hear often that, that I really relate to that you shared there is, you know, I, I see that this, this is transformational for me. I think, you know, I have this boldness to believe that I'm not the only person that's struggling with this and maybe me sharing my experience, and what I've learned will actually help other people. And then, and then not only that, right? Because a lot of people do that. There, there's a lot of people who, who struggle with something, right? And then there's a decent number who actually overcome that thing or at least grow in it. And then there's even less number that actually say, well, maybe I'm not alone. Maybe I should do something to help other people. But then the very small percentage actually take an action step and make something or create something to actually you know, practically help other people. Well, bro, you ready for this? I don't think you're ready for this, Ranger. Are you ready for this, bro? You gotta check this out, bro. Boom, you ready? What? What? Pat out. So I know this is a podcast, but if you were, if we you can were put able it on to... YouTube as well, yeah. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay, so we can go to YouTube and see. It. All right. So I got a tattoo right here on my hand, and it's a it's a present, a gift, like a Christmas present, and it's on fire. So it's all in, kind of engulfed in flames. And then I've got on my knuckles 2T1, 6, and 7, which is 2 Timothy 1, 6, and 7, which is fan into flame the gift that God has given you. Verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And I've heard that verse for, dude, I'm, you know, I'm in my third quarter of my life. I've heard that for most of my life. But because I've never been emotionally healthy, until a few years ago, I've never been able to own that that verse, that passage, because I would always self-sabotage and say, well, I, you know, I was the Matthew 25, 14 to 30 guy, parable that that's the entrepreneur uh, chapter in the Bible, just FYI, where the entrepreneur, he, he, you know, he went on vacay to Miami or maybe he came out of Colorado, right? And, and um, right, you know what I'm saying, snowboarding and, um, and had three employees. And two of employees, he gave well, you know, one employee five talents, another guy two talents, the third guy one talent. I feel like my whole life I've been the five talent guy, but I've behaved like the one talent guy. Mm. I've buried my five talents in the backyard because I've been afraid. Wow. Right. And fearful and people pleaser addict. And literally the whole reason we've been able to do any of this stuff is because God has been healing me in the area of my my emotions and now I'm really excited to bring the gifts that God's given me, those five talents, to bear to the world to make the world a better place. Dang. <clears throat> That's bomb, dude. I love it. It's so cool to see. I, I remember you getting that tattoo. Jason actually explained it to me because I think I saw it in one of your videos or something like that, maybe a photo. The new, I think it was the new branding photos, and I saw him like the next week. And I was like, no, we got a new tat. And he was explaining to me, and I was like, man, that's awesome. So love. <laughs> I love to hear it. That's so cool, man. I love it. So, uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about 
we had we have a kind of a long list of a jumbled amount of things which i think is really great because i'd love to kind of hit on a, a bunch of different topics and then you have podcasts that people can go back and, and i can link some of those episode numbers and things like that in the description and if people want to go check out and go deeper into it with you they can do that but you just brought up one so i feel like it's a great place to start which is people pleasing and i've been thinking about doing an entire podcast myself on this because interestingly enough like I, I've always felt like I've aired on the other side. Like I, I did a podcast actually recently that was like, why do I curse so much? And <laughs> one of my, one of my uh, fundamental messages in that was like, I, I generally don't give a shit what most people think, you know? And really, I think that comes from, I was even listening to your, your podcast on boundaries that you released recently. Um, and you were talking about that. And I think it is a healing, right? And it's a Christian way of living where you're not super swayed either by people's praise or by their criticism, right? Um, but yeah, tell, tell me about just some general thoughts on people pleasing. And then I'll ask some follow up questions and stuff like that. So if you had asked me, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, Hey, Noble, are you a people pleaser? I'm like, hell no. Are you kidding me? I'm not, I, I, I live to serve the Lord. I, I love Jesus and everything I do is to fulfill the Lord's work in my, you know, I gave you all the church answers, right? I could yeah. give you bro, all of them. And Oh man, wow, Noble really he must be this holy roller guy, like this guy, you know, Bible thumper. No, dude, I was smoking crack, bro. I was <laughs> and, and and my crack was people. And I had no idea, dude. I had no idea. I met you as a crackhead. You met me as the people crackhead, bro. I was the people crackhead, bro. Trying to get my snort on. That's right. Every day trying to get validation and approval from everyone around me. And I had no idea, dude. And, and if you're not a people pleaser addict, you know, you may think, man, this guy's really crazy. And, and I was, dude, I was legit. Like I, there was not a decision that I made for the majority of my life that was not an attempt to make somebody else happy and to make somebody else like me. Right now, here's yeah. what's crazy. This is, this, is, this is crazy right here, bro. Something I did not realize until later this was totally ground my gears is that people pleasers are manipulators and i can't stand a manipulator that's right based on the business cult <clears throat> that i was in for you know 20 plus years and so when i found out that as a people pleaser i'm also a manipulator oh man you want to talk about dude i was i was I was, I was really, dude, I was doing some soul searching because, again, I can't stand people that manipulate other people, especially for, self, you know, for selfish gain. And that's exactly what a people pleaser addict does. Yeah, and so they become the villain that you hated. But in a certain boom, yeah. 100%, 100%. So not only was, was I the victim of a manipulator, hardcore manipulator, and a whole narcissistic organization, not only was I the victim, but I was also the abuser, right? I played both 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 roles, right. be, be, and I, you know. But again, I had no awareness of any of it because I was emotionally clueless. So, um, and what's happened is, as a result of of, of me getting healthier emotionally and adopting an, a consistent, regular emotional fitness program, my desire to please others, dude, has. Now, it hasn't gone away because I'm God is like, oh, oh, dude, no, but why did you say that? Or why did you do that? Right. Yeah. And it's like, balance. crap, right? It's still, so, I, so I'm not going to say I'm 100% healed from it, but I'm probably 95% healed from my people-pleasing addiction, 
Which, and, dude, the other dynamic about people pleasing addiction that I didn't realize is how exhausting it is. Oh, dude, I can't, it I can't is. Imagine, yeah. Because I, I'm constantly like, oh, how do I make Nathan like me? How do I make him happy? How do I make? And, and oh, who's the next person I'm talking to? Oh, how do I make Susie like me? How do I make? It's freaking exhausting, and right. it's also not biblical, right? It's it's completely. That's not like, you know, I, I put people as my idol right up there next to God, you know, and, and that's. God's like, hey, McFly, dude, I don't share this platform with anybody. Right. And you, you know, know your ratios are always off of how much are you thinking about trying to please God in your life? How much you're trying to think about pleasing people? It's like, it, it's unbelievably lopsided, right? When you get into that place of just constantly thinking about well, what, what's this person going to think? And what are people going to think? And it's something that is so interesting to me because I've had these debates, especially like oftentimes, and, and you probably had the same experience a lot of times with Christians and, and tattoos, Right. Like I remember certain times of getting tattoos in my family or people I've dated, you know, women I've dated or things like that are just kind of like this in this like, well, what are people going to think, you know, as you get more and more ink or you get. And it's like I like my only check that I did before I got my tattoos was it does. Does the Catholic Church in my in my you know, in my view, I did like my research and like looked up priests on YouTube and said, does the Catholic Church say that it's a sin? Is it biblically a sin? You know, like, what does the Bible say about it? And then I went and said, well, what do I want? And once it was a no, it was like, well, what do I want to get? You know what I mean? Like, what are my guidelines? And then it was like, what do I want to get? And that was it. That was the consulting that was done, right? It was like the church and then me, you know? And it was like, there's there's no need to worry about uh, what are, what is everybody else going to think or whatever, you know? But like the number of people who I knew know that and understand that the church is not against tattoos, Obviously, there are specific things, right? I'm not going to get some satanic symbol all, all over my chest. But at the same time, people who know that the church is not against tattoos, but still were super concerned about me getting them. And I'm like, something's wrong with your, your perspective there or your, you know what I mean? Like your prioritization doesn't, doesn't add up to me. Well, it's, it's uh, you know, where, where do any of our beliefs come from? And then, and then it, it t- typically almost by definition, a belief has within the package of X belief a, 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 a whole host of emotions attached to said belief. And most people don't know why we believe what we believe. We don't know the corresponding emotions that are attached to that respective belief. Right. And, and, and as a result of all that stuff, it's like, well, what is, you know, for me, what does God say about it? What does, what's, what is the biblical bait, right? What does God say about it? And then, for, you know, and here's another nuance. I for me, is it a salvation issue? That's my, is it a salvation issue? Is it because we can all pick the thing that, well, because I don't cuss and I do, but because I don't cuss, I can say, well, you know, Nathan, you shouldn't cuss. Well, okay, but no, but why are you fat, bro? Right? Is being fat biblical? Am I supposed to be fat? Well, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Right? So since you're all jacked and you got all those muscles and stuff, you could say, well, noble, uh, why, why are you fat, bro? Your, your body's God's temple. Right? So, like, in the, that's, and that's what we do, right, as people is like we like to divide and we like to, oh, I'm holier than thou. Screw that, dude. For me, it, 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 is this a salvation issue? Does, does God still love me? And, and am I, if I get a tattoo, am I going to hell? And, you know, now I don't speak, you know, I haven't learned how to read Aramaic and Greek, but I'm pretty sure there's no other in the Bible, and I've read it cover to cover a few times. It doesn't say that if I get a tattoo, I'm going to hell, right? So, um, and, and again, it's not about the tattoos, but 
beliefs and emotions and stuff. There's a lot, dude, and a lot of Christians, right? Me, right? Heck, there's a lot of us that our, our, our theology is jacked up from the floor up, bro, right? And then how much of it is just a church idea, but it's not biblical? And not to knock the church, but dude, there's a lot of churches, bro, that believe some screwed up stuff that's sure. not even based in God's word, that because most people don't know God's word, well, whatever you say, Bishop, Reverend, uh, 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 Deacon, Crankfield, whatever you say, it's like, well, McFly, I don't care what your title is, show me in the Bible where it says that, and then, and then, and then let, me, let me process it myself. But if you can't give me a Bible verse, bro, you can pound sand. Sure. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, no, I think it's so important. And you get to see kind of the checklist, I guess you could say, people go through before they make decisions. And it goes exactly back to the, what you, the example you gave of this person and that person. I have to think about what this person is going to do. And I'm obviously experiencing a lot of that with wedding planning is a huge part of seeing that, right? With all these different ideas and things we're going to do and what are people going to think and what are people going to say and what's this cousin going to be upset about because we invited that cousin or the kids and there's all these different things. And um, it's really, it's funny in those like bigger decisions where you get to kind of see things be played out. Um, but the one thing I, I love too is, is you talking about like people pleasing is not, uh, is not biblical. The, the thing that gets me the most about it is like, we're supposed to be a church that's like ready to be martyrs right? Like we're, as Christians, we're called to, to at least be ready to be martyrs and to die to ourselves in specific ways. And this is such, like, it's such an easy one, right? To like stand up for the truth and like have people either make fun of you or kind of get mocked or just do things or, or stand in, in line with your conscience and what you feel like is your well-formed conscience and people that are just constantly people-pleasing it and not fulfilling, not using their talents, not using their gifts, not fulfilling their life's purpose and mission for the sake of pleasing other people and how, how little of a way that is to be a martyr just to have somebody be mad at you or disappointed in you and how unwilling we are to do that. How can, how can God ever have confidence in us to, to be willing to actually weigh down our lives? Should we face violence and persecution someday? Bro, such an excellent point. Such an excellent point. Excellent. You know, um, uh, first John two, six, whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Well, how, how did Jesus roll? Like he, you know, he, the dude was tortured, he was beat, he was eventually crucified. And how did he, how did he deal with that? How did he suffer? How did he suffer, right? Hebrews, Hebrews 12.1 is another, Hebrews 12.1 and 2 is another really good one. Uh, Hebrews 12.11, uh, no discipline seems painful at the time, seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Yeah. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. How, you know, J James 1, 2 through 12, bro. That's like the, 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 the suck it up chapter right there. James right. 1, 2 through 12. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And, and again, a true, true dirty underwear leadership here. How, how well do I suffer? Do I consider it pure joy when I suffer? Right. No, dude, I have not done a good job at suffering, right? So to yeah. your point, that's an excellent point. We all... If you love Jesus, man, you, you you need to be mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually prepared to suffer well. Absolutely. And you see, you know, if, if you read scripture, especially if you read the gospels, like Jesus was not a people pleaser, right? Like Jesus wouldn't have done how many of the things that he did, 
you know, like, I mean, Emily and I love the chosen TV series and I think it does a great job of kind of portraying a lot of those things like the apostles eating the grain on the Sabbath, you know, picking and eating the grain on the Sabbath. Like he, he knew that would piss people off, right? Like he, he literally did things intentionally that he knew would piss the, not just people, but like the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the, the big wigs, right? Like the people he, he, that like people were afraid of and people were nervous and people really wanted to impress and look pious and holy in front of, they wanted to conform in front of those people. And he did the exact opposite and actually literally intentionally did things that would, that would make them very, very upset. He, Jesus was a disruptor, bro. He was <laughs> right. the, the, the people check this out. Think about this. The people that that dude fought with the most that he had an IFF with intense family fellowship, the most <laughs> were the OGs of the church, bro. Right. They were the church leaders, the PhDs, the the bishops and deacons and reverends and whatever other church names we come up with. That is who Jesus threw down with the most were, you know, religious people. And, and, and he was a disruptor. Like, no, guys, McFly, it, it was, it's not about, it's not about the, the, you know what I'm saying, the rules and regulations and stuff. We are not under the law anymore. We're under grace, and not and, and you know Romans talks about do we so now that we're under we're not under the law we're under grace does that mean we sin more and he's like no of course not, but the fact is we're we're not under the law anymore. We should be obedient out of love for the relationship with the Lord, not out of fear of consequence over the law. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it, what kind of goes into that too, where we see that get really distorted a lot of times in today's world. And this is kind of goes to one of the other things we wanted to talk about, or I wanted to talk about today was, is this like manipulation you see a lot of times from the world today of this like warped vision of Jesus, right? Where it's like, would Jesus do that? Would Jesus be on here? You know, uh, especially in the political realm, I feel like it comes up all the time in, in that realm where it's like, would, would Jesus say something? I mean, I get criticized all the time because like if I as somebody who, you know, tries to, to share faith based messages and things like that on social media or whatever, if I ever like remotely joke or do anything that I think is like kind of funny, that was actually where the Why Did I Curse So Much podcast kind of came out of this because I was like, I like to call people hoes and stuff when they're being soft and um, <laughs> I figured you'd like that. And I was talking about like challenging yourself to like be a good financial steward. Right. And so often people are just like, it's hard to imagine Jesus calling people uh, hoes or Jesus like challenging people or being derogatory in the way. And I'm like, everybody gets so easily offended now that like one, we don't recognize like Jesus flipped tables with people, called people names. You know, maybe he wouldn't call people a hoe. I think you can make a, a philosophical argument towards that. But he did at least call people names that they do not want to be called, right? Like he did, you know, go pretty aggressive at times. And not just that, but we have tons of saints, you know, throughout history of Christianity who, who I always use St. Nicholas's example. There's a great story of him slapping the hell out of a heretic, um, you know, <laughs> a few centuries back. And it's a great tale. Uh, but I'm like, we forget that like, that, that type of thing is necessary at times and just how bold and uncomfortable the truth can be. But how often do we see Christians falling into so many of these like leftist progressive ideas and ideologies because it's like, well, Jesus would want people to be like, if you won't, you won't say that a man can be a woman, like that's not very loving and caring. You know, is that what Jesus would say? And it's like, uh, yeah, he did say that. <laughs> he already did say that. Bro, I, I read a book, man. I don't remember what, um, uh, no, no more Christian nice guy. 
is the name of the book. No more Christian nice guy. Sounds like a book and, I'd enjoy. Oh, dude, it is gangster, bro. And, and I got so so. I'm in Matthew 23 right here, and it's the this is that this is the heading, bro. This is the heading, bro. Now I'm in the New King James version. I know some people like freak out. Oh my gosh, that's not the King James, dude. Again, pound sand. Okay, <laughs> so so woe to the scribes and Pharisees, dude. Is the title woe like like woe to the the again in the church? Who were these people? These are the OGs, bro. This is this is Run DMC. This is NWA. This is this is cool. I mean, this is this is a uh, 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 um, Eric B and Rakim. These are the OGs, bro. Okay. Um, and, and he starts off, okay, so he gets going, he kind of gets warmed up, right? He gets warmed up a little bit. But then, but then, uh, verse 13, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. And then he rips on them. Verse tw uh, 15, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites. Rips, and then he rips on them. Uh, verse 16, woe to you, blind guides. Also talking about the Pharisees and Sadducees. Yep. Imagine you telling your, I don't know all the Catholic ninja rank structure, but imagine going Thanks up to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Go up to your cardinal ninja bishop guy and saying, woe to you, blind guide, right? And that, and this guy in this normal Christian ice guy book, he's like, dude, the verbiage that he, that Jesus used back in that time is the equivalent of MF and the guys, right? Like, he was not, oh, you kind, nice, loving, yeah. caring. Maybe you he, should rethink, you know. He throat punched <laughs> these guys, bro. Right. He's straight. Hey, Jesus was hairy, dude. This guy has some testosterone, man. Now, I, don't, I can't prove that, but I'm just telling you. I'm telling you the you dude had, work. you know what I'm saying? He, <laughs> his intestinal fortitude, bro. It was serious. Bro, when you call out. The the and, and listen, dude. This is the nation of Israel, bro. In the nation of Israel, these are the OGs. This was not like oh, just as well, dude. Um, again, having the, the the stones, bro. The intestinal fortitude to be calling out the church gangsters. Yep. Like it was nothing but a thing, like a chicken wing on a string of Burger King. Bro, Jesus is no joke, man. Yeah, he he is not. In. You know what I'm saying? And I think, yeah, we and we we lose that so much. And I, I think from from the Catholic perspective, it's something that's that can be highly debated of, of challenging priests of challenging bishops. And I think one thing that has to be a caveat to that is that Jesus obviously was the Son of God, and he did this with a lot of prayer, right? And so he wasn't just going around slanging things at anybody they disagreed with. He was very well formed. He's obviously the Son of God. He was doing all this with a lot of prayer which is really important to recognize, but the concept of the idea that you never challenge a pastor, you never challenge a priest, or that they're 100% right all the time is absolute nonsense. And the idea that we don't challenge each other, or that we're not bold in correcting each other and things like that is not loving. Bro, here's 100% love. So you brought in some great wisdom in there. Are we, as people who love Jesus, just supposed to start there out there throwing you know, throwing Bibles who are, are rude and violent in the name of, of the Lord, which is also very wrong. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. And yes, thank you for, for, for 
you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, sandwiching what I said there. Yeah, are we supposed to just go around and start throw-punching people in the name of Jesus? No. Obviously, of course not. Right. Jesus was not a wuss either, and Jesus, right. you know, he was about two things, right? Boom. Going back to the ink, right? He was about truth, capital T truth, and he was about grace, right? He was about he was about both. He was 100% truth and 100% grace, and and... You know, so so anyway, uh, you know, um, here and going back to manipulation thing. This is where I got off track. There is that the danger with any type of rank structure, and I don't care what the organization is, church or not. People, what is that? That quote: "Absolute power corrupts absolutely." Mm-hmm. It is very easy for as humans. Let's go, I mean, look at the last two, 3,000 years, however many thousand years, people in power can go stupid very, very quickly. Yeah. And, and I don't care what rank they are, what title they have, you are a human being just like Big Poppy, and don't think that now, finally, for the first time in my life, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the, oh, you're a higher rank game than me, so you must, you, no, 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 no. If 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 um, uh, now I am much more aware and dialed into because before I, I would be blinded by rank and and authority and titles, right? And that because you're a captain, a major, a colonel, a general, yeah. or a pa- pastor, bishop, reverend, deacon, oh, you 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 must no 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 no, dude. Uh, listen, we've all seen it, right? We've all seen people in power take a face plant, so. Uh, I, I will. I will absolutely consider what you say. I will process what you say, and I will evaluate it against against what you know God's word, and and that is how I'm going to do my, or, or, you know how I process information for me personally. Yeah, it's so important. It's so important not to get to that celebrity status and just blind, blind following, and the people who are entrusted to those because obviously there is spiritual leadership and there is importance of that you know even like within the home right obviously like parents and kids and things like that and you do need uh obedience and we need uh you know to to learn how to follow and and to be good leaders but i think it is so important to always keep that in mind right to always just remember that people are flawed that there's times where like it doesn't violate god's word and somebody you, you know who you're following you're listening to or your boss or whatever tells you to do things you don't like and it's not a violation of your conscience. And sometimes you have to do things you don't like to do, right? And you have to follow and do things that aren't obviously objective or objecting to God's moral law, but you might not prefer or care for. It doesn't mean to be completely obstinate to people. And I know that's not what you're saying. I'm just clarifying, you know, and, and kind of giving some context around it as well. But I think within all of that, always, you know, the gangster part that I think that either in EQ or in the church of the world that I try to embody that I've learned a lot from you is just like, never get to the point where you're just completely blindly following and just whatever somebody says goes. And, and it's really just not about getting to that like celebrity status of somebody where they're just like so high that you think that you put them in the place of God, where it's like, you are almighty and you can do whatever you want. And I'm just going to follow it and do it and say it. That's all that, that place is reserved for, for God. You know? Well, <laughs> and, and it's like, it it's, everybody else. It's like the other thing that you, the other point that you had wrote, written down there before we got started is the government. Yeah, I was going to bring that up next. So the, 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 go- the government and the <laughs> media. 
Do you honestly think that the and I don't care what your flavor of politics is. I don't care if you're conservative. I don't care if you're liberal. I don't care if you're libertarian. I I, I don't care what your flavor is. Do, if if they are media, do you if you don't think that they have an agenda, you are smoking crack, bro. If you what don't think it? it's a business, it's a it's a business. And 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 what's good for business? Emotions are really really good for business and because of the emotional immaturity of so many people it is so easy to stoke the fire let me drop in the emotionally charged oh nathan you're a racist but say what do you what you call are you call, what right and so now we're fighting oh that's great for tv are you kidding yep. drama dude drama is great for business right and and so and, and then what's one of the most powerful emotions of all and how you can control, I mean, dude, nations, uh, millions and millions of people, like fear is an amazing control mechanism, amazing yep. control, powerful tool. And so if I can create fear in your life somehow, bro, I can play you like a freaking puppet. Yep. And, and, and the other thing too is, dude, well, you know, anyway, so I, I'll get fired up. So, yes, that's the thing is like, that's, that's why I'm stoked about, about Kathy, right? Uh, you know, my, yeah. my wife starting this podcast, really on, my mind. right? I've learned, I've learned how to think it's like, yeah. and, and, I, and here's the, here's the, here's the, the power of, of the media and deception, right? This, let's talk about the OG of deception, big Satan, right? Yep. The power of deception is let's go to oh what what I'm about to get a preach on bro what dude matthew chapter 4 1 through 11 matthew chapter 4 1 through 11 the unbeknownst to you bro that's ufc that was ufc like two or three right because ufc one was like Jer uh, uh jacob and uh when israel and jacob <laughs> yeah. had, oh, right was wrestling with with, with yeah. the angel of the lord right well ufc twos jesus was going up against satan uh, when Satan came to tempt Jesus, right? Yep. And and dude, three, he, Satan tempted Jesus three times. One out of the three times, Satan used God's word. Mm -hmm. Well, so the argument can be made. Well, well, isn't God's word true? Jesus, I mean, I'm, it is written. This is how Satan started off. It says you won't get hurt, man. It, it's written. Like. <laughs> I'm just, hey, I'm just saying what you said, Jesus. I, <laughs> yeah. This is your, this is your word, bro. Like, what you, you know, what's up, right? Yeah. There's in, in in deception. There's always a kernel or seed of truth, mm. right? So now you can, and, and as human beings, we are masters at perverting truth and manipulate, right? And and for our own gains, for our pride, our, our insecurities, our validation, our approval, yeah. right, fill in the blank. And so that's what makes deception so, so powerful is there's always a little element of truth. Again, whether you're, whether you're CNN, whether you're Fox, whether you're Libertarian, whether, you know, again, whatever the flavor is, that's the power of deception. And yeah. that's why it's so, so important again, to get control of your emotions so that emotions inform us, not control us, and so we can have the tools to learn how to think critically and clearly. Yeah.
Yeah, there's so many things to respond to there, but 100%. And I think, you know, the the title you know, of Kathy's show, Filtered Through a Brain Cell, is really what's so needed in today's world, obviously. But when you think about the people who don't recognize that the media has an agenda, or even that great example of Satan using scripture, right? Like, if, if the Lord was, was one of many people who are alive today, that hears something like that, right? A temptation like that, the answer is just like, oh, yeah, you're right. Let me just go ahead and jump off. You know what I mean? Like, let me, let me go ahead and just dive into this because there's not a second to like pause and think. And it's something that I think was so instilled in me, um, in, uh, Ranger school and in Ibolic, right. In my infantry training and the same stuff you went through. And I I interested to hear like this, if you feel the same way, it's just like the, the need in the midst of chaos, right? Like, you, you know, like when you're a squad leader or you're the platoon leader out in that patrol, right? When like you receive contact and like shit's going wild, right? There's loud sounds and there's all the arty sims. Or if, you know, for people who have actually been downrange, probably experience this even uh, further, you know, or experience combat downrange, I should say. Um, but like when you, when you have that moment, just the training to be able to stop and think, right. And think, what do I need to do next? Right. And it's the same thing. We jumped out of planes, right. And you're twisted. You're all jacked up. Like you think back to your training, which should ideally be your faith formation, right. And, and your conscious and your moral guide and your ability to reason. And you say, Oh, I have twists. That's why I can't lift my head up. I know I need to bicycle kick, reach up and pull the things down. My thumbs down, right? Like you remember these things and sometimes you kick in the action, but just taking a second, and not freaking out and just thinking, it, it's like unbelievable. You know, that's why I love the title filtered through a brain cell, because that's all that it takes is just take a moment and think about this. 100%. And then make a decision, you know? 100%, bro. People just rush. It's just emotions. They're moved to action and they just rush. They run to their corners or whatever side, you know, CNN or whatever told them to be in or the president or whoever it is, you know, and it goes the same thing for hard Trump believers who, who defended everything he's ever said or done. And then you got the hard Biden defenders who defend anything he's ever said or done, which is just wild to me how people do that. It, it's, it's fascinating, but that, but here's, here's what you just described being emotionally hijacked. When we are emotionally hijacked, right. another analogy I use is called, I call it uh, uh, getting an emotional Charlie horse. When you get oh, locked good. up in a certain state and you can't, I've got some family members, bro. Dude, you mentioned the T word. You mentioned Trump. <laughs> bro, I, I, listen, I'm not, bro, I am not even joking. They lose their mind. I like, it. they, like, <laughs> It's like, how could you say the name of Satan out loud? Like, you should not be named. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, bro, it is like, it is, it is, it's like a psychosis. It's unbelievable, bro. Right, it is wild. But, but that's the, that's the power of emotions and getting emotionally hijacked, right? Just, you know, hey, hey, uh, you know, I won't say names, but hey, so and so, I played the, trumpet today did you say trump i heard trump you said oh my god i'm gonna freaking i you know, it's you know through that. Yep. i'm gonna throw the trump card you said oh my god trump. right and so <laughs> you know what i mean and so but, but again that's the power of allowing ourselves so that's what happens when you have people that that either are self-aware or not but that part is not necessarily the, the point they have no self-management skills. They have no emotional yeah. control skills and emotional management skills. And so now I can just start me as the as the media, again, Fox, CNN, wherever camp you fall in, conservative, liberal, whatever, I can just start playing your 
I can play. I can. I can control you like a puppet. Literally, yep. it's all I do is I feed your emotions, and because you have no emotional management skills, you just run with it. Oh well, Fox said this, and it's got to be the gospel. Or CNN said this, and it's got to be the gospel. Or or the administration, Phil, whoever is in the office at the time, it's got to be the gospel. And and uh, it's that's just not the case. So just learning these emotional management skills and thinking skills, I think, are just so so important. Right. And I think it's important to recognize something that I, I constantly try to share with people as I've, I've gotten more and more conservative and share a lot of conservative viewpoints is that everybody needs to recognize that those people exist on both sides. You know, and we don't realize how much damage is done from our side by the people who are like that on our side. Right. So like how many liberals and leftists who I ardently disagree with have had horrible experience with people who are pro-life, but like violently pro-life and are just like rude and hateful and all these things. Right. Or or they're, you know, with some of these people, I think one one area that I constantly I like to criticize the conservatives for sometimes is also the like police shootings. Right. With unarmed black people and sometimes not even police. Like I think Ahmaud Aubrey is a good example that I often use. Of I think Mike Brown, I, I don't I never understand how Mike Brown and Ahmaud Aubrey are put in the same situation, right? Or even George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey, like these or Brianna Taylor, like all these circumstances, all the situations are so different, right? And like you have like a Mike Brown who literally was like charging and attacking an officer and then gets killed, and like he's held up as the hero. Then like Ahmaud Aubrey was literally running by himself and like accused or thought of by other civilians to be somebody who was breaking into somebody's property days before, you know, and they were trying to make a citizen's arrest end up shooting. Like that is absurd to me. And I was really grateful of how many conservatives came out and said, you know, another day of justice when his killers were convicted, but you still had so many conservatives that just like run to their corners. Right. And hide, And they're just like, no, every time it like, he, that was wrong. That was that was social pressure. And it's like, no, dude, that was on video. I watched this shit. Like I watched it on video. But you see people, they do the same thing that the liberals do of immediately saying, like, the cops should go to prison. And it's like, why don't we just see what the facts are? Yeah, 100%. But they can't. Most people, again, they don't think for themselves. They get emotionally hijacked. Yep. Right. And, and which locks them up. And what happens is, dude, this is a I love this analogy. So I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I've been doing it for four years now. And I, I'm a, you know, kind of a relatively new kind of blue belt, whatever. And th- there's a, a, a dynamic that we call the white belt spaz. And the white belt spaz is typically within the first, you know, three to six months is typically how long that lasts is that they, they will, you know, because it's jiu-jitsu, right, is a combat cuddling and, 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 and <laughs> And doing laundry with the with the people still in them, folding laundry with the people still in them, right? And so, what happens is because it's 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 one on one combat, whatever one on one grappling. What kicks in is their fight, flight, or freeze mode. Now, because they're doing jujitsu, their fight mode kicks in, and they dude ninety, let's say ninety five percent of white belts that I have experienced. Do the white belt spaz. I did. I did the white belt spaz. <laughs> or where you just get in there and they they lock up, they hyperventilate, their eyes get real big, and they're just they're just spazzing. They, they, you know, and I and I tell them, and any of the white belts that I've rolled with, they tell you it's a running joke. Noble is the relaxed guy. He's gonna whisper in your ear to relax. Right? <laughs> really? And I do right. I'm like, guys, stop. Just stop, bro. Because what happens is. They're emotionally, they're emotionally hijacked. And when you get emotionally hijacked, 
you only your brain it's a survival mechanism your brain only goes to one koa one course of action yeah. is the only thought and it's all liberals are bad all conservatives are bad all whatever's bad right and it's it's this mantra guys if you stay just relax let's relax yeah that's right and now once you you control your breathing you just take some breaths control your breathing now your brain can come out of that locked in state and, and this is physiology this is this is not nobles like oh this is the newest thing no no this is physiology when you when you allow yourself to calm down and think clearly you physiologically can start thinking more clearly mm-hmm. when your adrenaline is pumping and you're emotionally hijacked this is again true story this is not noble stuff this is science you, you're you actually get dumber <laughs> right you actually get dumber because yeah. your brain is in fight or flight mode. It's only thinking about one thing, and it cannot think clearly or logically about anything else because you're you're, you're all spun up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy. Like one thing that I, I one thing I'll, I'll at least give the point. Uh, I feel like you've done a great job of remaining neutral. I don't generally stay neutral um, on these things, but. Um, uh, I think one, one point that I'll at least give the liberals is this, at least liberals talk about the need to have safe spaces and they kind of admit to just being easily emotionally overwhelmed, right? And they're very outraged and like all these things and, and they defend looting and rioting, right? But like for conservatives to condemn that and then still do the same thing and get as emotionally hijacked and be at, like, that doesn't make any sense. You can't be as sensitive as the people you try to make fun of for being sensitive. You know, like you got to have that kind of thick skin that can at least stop and be like, OK, I might not like the outcome of this situation, but what were the facts? Can I learn about this? Can I actually reason my way through this? And then there is such thing as, as righteous anger, right? There is like emotions are not bad, but just being able to take a second and think. Not, not ignoring your emotions forever, not, not suppressing them and acting like they don't exist, but to just also use your reason, you know, like don't let them just absolutely trump your reason. And I think one of the biggest things I want to bring this up too, which hopefully this, this probably just get us banned on YouTube. We won't get the, you know, the, the podcast will be suppressed, but I, I got an argument with uh, the, the, he's the, the board, he's the chair of the board of my gym. I got an argument with him in the steam room about the vaccine. And it was like, Dude, it, the reason I want to bring it up, it was it was the most like textbook gaslighting I've ever experienced. Or it, I mean, top five, right? And we've had some people that have done some pretty good gaslighting, but this was like top five. Like I was like, this should be like in a psychology book. And I was telling them about these. Uh, I had seen it like two days before, right? Like it was a compilation of tweets that I remember seeing last October, November, December from de- like leading Democrats. Either they were celebrities or they were actual politicians or, you know, like congressmen and women. Um, rapper, whatever, whoever it was, uh, sharing tweets that were like, good luck to all you Trumpers who are taking this rushed vaccine because you're all going to be growing third eyes and all this shit, right? Like he was like, you're going to be losing. Yeah, like I would never take this, all these things. And then the same, it's the same vaccine, right? Biden gets elected, gets put in the office. And everybody's like, if you don't take this vaccine, you're the worst person that ever exists. And I was telling them about that. I was like, wouldn't that at least give you some cause for concern that people just switched completely based on political party and who was elected, even though it's the same vaccine, all these things. And he's like, that didn't happen. And he's like 60 or 65 or something like that. And I'm like, no, dude, like I saw, like, I just saw the tweets yet. Like, these are like timestamps. I remember seeing them when they first came out and he's like, no, dude, that didn't happen. Right. I'm like, I'm like, what? (laughs) What Right. So many things. I'm just like, what do you mean that didn't? And just like the gaslighting these days is wild. We see with Kyle Rittenhouse, all these different things where like, 
President Biden tweeted about him, called him a white supremacist. There's no correction about it or whatever. We'll just move on. Just act like it didn't happen. That's right. That's exactly right. And, 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 and that is the behavior that is getting modeled to America. And, right. and, you know, so which comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? Are we emotionally clueless because of the administration? Well, I, no, I don't, I, no, it's not, he's not the reason that our country is so emotionally, uh, oh, yeah. you know, immature, right. but, but definitely it feeds it. It definitely, the, the, the immaturity. And, and again, there's immaturity all among a number of the different administrations, you know, in the, in the past recent years. Um, so, it, but it feeds it, right? So the immaturity yeah. of the administration feeds the immaturity of the nation, the immaturity of the nation feeds the immaturity. Of the, so it's, it's a, it's a cycle there. Uh, but it is, it's dude, it's fascinating, the gaslighting. And that's, a lot, again, I feel like that's one of the consequences of being emotionally hijacked. Mm. When you're emotionally hijacked, because uh, we, again, we could do a deep dive on this, but, you know, this narcissistic organization that we were a part of, that I was a part of for, for many, many years, they, they, they actually cannot allow themselves to see the truth because it would cause them to question their life's decisions for the past decades, they, which, which would then lead them to either have to change or ignore the truth. So right. to spare themselves situation to be <laughs> to spare themselves all of that, I'm just not going to even look at the truth, mm -hmm. and I'm going to gaslight you because I, I can't even allow myself to entertain another possibility right you know what i'm saying and that's the hard part i think that's the hardest part of the the vaccine debates now with people is is exactly that like it's, it's a medical decision right so if, if you have any question or doubt that what i did is potentially dangerous like and not only did i do it but especially if i got my kids to do it or my spouse i talked my spouse into whatever and something bad happens you know and and you you knew that and prevented it and i ignored it and you're telling me that people like there was there was evidence back in October that exactly they can't look at that and be like, yeah, you know, I can accept that. And that's the, that's the saddest part to me. You know, I just I just did a podcast yesterday with a guy talked about pornography and I've, I've had um, I, I've made this correlation or connection between pornography and birth control and how a lot of people are are. Uh, we just kind of accepted like young boys are, are watching porn and young girls are on birth control and, and nobody gets to actually make an informed decision, you know, of understanding, like, you're not just watching porn. It's not just like some fun, silly thing you're doing. Like this actually like rewires your brain and could cause like some serious mental, emotional, and physical damage to your life and spiritual damage, obviously That's um, right. the same thing with birth control. Like there's not the side effects of negative things like never talked about, like it's not presented to parents. It's just like, this is just what you need to do to fix just a bandaid for whatever thing your, your young daughter might be going through. We're just going to put her on this and it's going to fix it. Not knowing and talking about the, the side effects of negative things. It's the same thing with this. And this is the frustrating part for me is that you can't actually make an informed decision about the vaccine because of the fact that like, Everything is suppressed. Everything is silenced. Everything is canceled that says anything contrary to what the agenda is. And it's like, that's the frustrating part for me. Cause I'm like, maybe I would get it if we could just have somebody debate it, you know, if we well, could just well, have two doctors talk about it, which is a red flag by itself. Right. Exactly. So that's a, that's a red flag for me. If, if, and again, I don't care a what massive one, like I, I, that's why I can't, I don't ever fault people who get the vaccine. Cause I can understand logically why somebody would get it. 
I don't right. understand people who have no question or no idea or can't comprehend why somebody would doubt. Right. For sure. Question. For sure. Right. And, and the, the fact that, yeah, I, so I'm with you. Get the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine. I don't care what you do. But if, if, if you silence me because I have a different opinion than you, uh, dude, that's a red flag to me. Right. <laughs> very that's, a, that's a major minor detail. Yeah. If, if you're not willing to have a discussion or conversation about whether to have the vaccine or not have the vaccine, that is a massive red flag. And then when then when not only you, but the entire media empire and, and, and business empire and government empire all do the same thing and, and, and cancel whoever thinks believes researches differently dude that's massive red flag to me like i'm i, I was born at night but not but not last night uh, <laughs> and i'm not even a i'm not even a conspiracy guy right but, but yeah, when, that's what i always say me neither it's like you seem like one right like you turn into one overnight and everybody kind of becomes that because it's like he i mean this guy i see him in the gym all the time now like the faces he makes he makes all these different you know comments and i'm just like dude like how can you not question some of these things how are you not concerned by some of the messaging and things that have been going on like i i know some of my most liberal friends are like yeah they just f this whole thing up like if you want people to get vaccinated the way they've done it it's just horrific and i'm like why can't we just acknowledge that like why can't we just as a people say that you really blew this and yeah it's gonna be really interesting to see how it all plays out but that i appreciate you breaking that down because you put in that kind of dichotomy that people get forced into if they actually acknowledge the whole circle, especially after your decision was made. But I mean, the business example that, you know, that you talked about that we were in, like people have made that decision for years. It's even harder. And so that just tells you even more that the more people, once they get boosted and then they get their second booster, then they're on the pills for COVID. Like they're just going to get more entrenched in this and be more unwilling to look at reality. And we just need people. And, and I'm really grateful. And I've been sharing this with a lot of friends recently um, that I'm just so grateful for how many people are going to be, it, I think it's effed up in a lot of ways, how they're going to like change the definition of vaccinated to like, do you have your most recent booster? But I think it's going to be great because less people that are vaccinated now are going to get boosters. And then when it's six months later, even less people are going to get boosted again. And we're going to have more people join this kind of like unvaccinated crowd, which again, I'm not against people getting the vaccine, but I think what the importance of that is as you can't keep, you might be able to take privileges from even half up to half the population, but once you get to three quarters or whatever, like people aren't going to be about this bullshit anymore. And they're going to start to kind of more people that were kind of entrenched before are going to start to look at the full picture and be like, when does this end? When does it stop? And I think they have no like intelligence to actually like stop at a decent point. They can't, they're too greedy. <laughs> so they're going to just keep going and self-destruct. That's my hope. Bro, what, I mean, here's dude, here's, and, and I'm not super dialed into history, but the little teeny bit of history that I do know, when in the history of mankind has anybody ever, once they have power, willingly, knowingly, excitedly give up said power? Right. Right. The only scenario I can think of is big GW, big George I Washington. Say, yeah, that's the only one I can think of, too. Right. When they asked him, hey, man, you need to be the, the POTUS. King. And he's yeah. like, no, bro, I'm going to go back on the old farm and, you know, pull up my soybeans or whatever. Yeah. Right. But since that time and, and since that scenario and, and not even just America, like yeah. the history of the world, bro, 
when does the ruling party ever be like, oh man, I think we need to downsize the government? Yeah. Who whoever does that? No, I don't and I don't care what party's in charge. No, yeah, they both do it. Same thing with spending. Dude, right? Like both, only one side complains about the spending, but they never do anything to fix it when they're actually there. <laughs> dude, and, you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. and so for for me, it's like when does the crazy train end? You know, when when are that's the the, the the same answer to that question is when when are, when are they and that's the people whoever that's in power whoever's in power again regardless of the party when are they going to give up their power and control over the people right and, and 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 here's another one anybody that's in power do they want more or less power yep again I don't care what the party is put in your own political I don't care what it is. When you've got power, do you want more power or do you want less power? What do you want more money or do you want less money? Who has ever? Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't want less. more money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we're, we're 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 fighting against a deep seated human flaw, in my opinion. Uh, that that again, when you have no emotional management, is is unbridled. Right. Is unbridled, and and you know we've seen in history. What the extremes of unbridled human greed and power can look like? It's it can be brutal, br- brutal. Absolutely, yeah, man. So it's so interesting. It it is, and I think the only time that you see that end is when the people finally have enough and fight back against it, right? Like that's the foundings of America, and that's the only thing that gives me hope is the American spirit is still at least somewhat alive. And we are some of the most stubborn bastards to ever live in the same country together. <laughs> that is for sure. And uh, it gives me hope. Not a ton, but I have so. <laughs> well, I, and dude, I, I have been shocked. So I, I'm with you, right? I, I would love to believe that as well. I've been shocked. I've been, you know, for many years, like, okay, well, when when we cross this line, then we're going to stand stop. up. Yeah. Well, well, okay. Well, maybe I guess not. But okay, when we cross this line, oh, definitely. Oh, wow. Okay, I guess not. When we cross it, oh, uh, like, dude, there have been so many lines that have been crossed, and we've oh, yeah, done nothing. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Is there? A, I, I. What I'm wondering is, is there a line? Yeah. And, yeah. and and again, we. Well, you know, this is all messed up. This is BS. Well, what? What are we doing about it? What are you doing about it? What am I doing about it? Like, what are we doing about it? Well, right. somewhat. Well, well, I know Nathan will do something about it. Okay, yeah, it's cool. a bystander effect. Yeah, somebody right. else has got it. Yeah, man, it's so it's so interesting. But I, I 100% agree. Um, and this has been great, man. So such a great conversation. I love that we went into this so deep into the governmental stuff because you know we have the seven pillars of excellence, and I always share with people. I'm like. This social pillar draws so many people away from their faith, which is really tragic. And I think we lose a lot of souls that way. And I think it's because people are emotionally, and it was why I was super liberal. I was Democrat, you know, at 18 and my whole teenage years. And it was all these emotional things, you know, like the, the emotional manipulation of black people in this country is unbelievable, especially by the Democratic Party. Um, and, and we just get like gaslit and you get lied to and manipulated and controlled. And, and it's really sad to see the way that it happens. And um, I think that so many people get drawn to these things for these fake, nice Jesus that doesn't exist, you know, and, and just just all this uh, terrible things that draw people into it. But I want to encourage people, if you want to hear more about how we talked about how EQ can affect your spiritual life or your uh, relationships, I know we talked about that a lot on our first podcast together, 
Um, but you have a ton of great content on all of these different things on your podcast. We'll have to get together again soon because I think we hit like two of the eight, <laughs> two of the eight bullet points, and we had, we caught up first, which pushed us back to starting to record. But um, this has been awesome, man. I just want to thank you again for for coming on and joining me today. Thank you, brother, for having me. I always love it. I love you. I thank God for you. So ridiculously inspired by you and proud of you. Just all the the awesome things that you're doing. Thanks for 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 who you are and for all the people that you're adding value to with your vision and and the things that you're doing with your life, brother. I really appreciate you. I greatly appreciate that, man. You've been an inspiration of mine for a long time, so it's great to hear. Excited, everybody. Keep a lookout for an episode coming with his awesome wife. Kathy Givens will be coming out here soon too. And her podcast should be launched by now. So we'll, we can advertise and share that when we, when we post this one as well. Um, but yeah, just super thankful, man. Everybody go to eqgangster.com. You can check out Noble stuff. I'll be posting and tagging him on social media as his podcast comes out. So very excited and continue to fight hard and strive to be your best. God bless.